like day-to-day changes, situations change. You do the best you can with what you're given in the moment. And I've realized that a lot over the past year. You know, my life has been up and down a lot. A lot has changed, but there's been a lot of victories. You're listening to Working Code. And now your hosts, who wish they were Boolean, so the next time they're wrong, it's only by a bit. Adam, Ben, Carol, and Tim. All right, so today is episode 144, and we're going to talk about the power of one, which is interesting because there's two of us, but you know, <laughs> you can pretend there's one, I guess. Anyways, but as you can tell, I'm back again, so I think it's only fitting that I kick us off for a triumphs and fails, and yeah, I'm going to go with a giant when I have made it across the country and in one piece. <laughs> so Very exciting. Definitely a win, adjusting to the new area, to the time. I had no idea elevation was going to kick my butt, but can, the can elevation change. where you are? Yeah, yeah. So I was in Georgia, south of Atlanta, living at about 300 feet of elevation. <laughs> and I am currently toward the middle. Actually, I'm near Tucson, Arizona. And where I'm staying at right now is like 2,500 feet uh, elevation. Oh, wow. And when I actually move into my house, the house I'm going to be staying in, when I move into it in a couple of weeks, I'll be close to 4,500 feet elevation. Oh, so you're not, uh, so you're not in your house right now? No, no. My in-laws bought a winter house here when they found out we were moving here. So they bought a winter oh, house nice. here. So we're at their winter house, staying gotcha. here for a few weeks of vacation. And then we're going to move into our house on October the 2nd. So yeah, so we're here. Our stuff's here. It's not at our house, obviously, so we're living in, you know, in-law's house with everything. But, yeah, we made it. And the only thing that went bad was I destroyed my phone, but I got a new one. So, <laughs> What happened <laughs> to your phone? Okay. I probably dropped it too many times, and I picked it up, and the screen was just shattered. So Ooh. rather than trying to replace it, because all my tools are, you know, waiting to be unpacked. So I'm like, I'm not even going to attempt to try to work on this phone. I'm just going to give myself a pass and buy a new one. So yeah, I bought a new phone. All right, that's cool. Well, congratulations on on getting the move, let's say 99% done. Very exciting. Yeah, yeah, exciting and successful. So that's me. We call that a triumph. But what about What's, you, Ben? Uh, what you got? Okay. Well, I, I want to know a little bit more about the just the general atmosphere over there is it what's the temperature like so so at the time of this recording this is september 11 right now just uh-huh. to give you the yep. sense of the season what is what is arizona like oh man today it was 110 degrees yesterday oh. it was 111 i spent all summer at our old house you know I, we had a pool and i was by the pool you know a lot swimming with the dog constantly outside doing yard work so in the sun i felt like a nice amount I got the dog out in Texas to walk her. In five minutes, I had a sunburn. Here, oh, I go outside for five minutes, I have a sunburn. So I have to wear so much sunblock. The UV index around noon is usually 10. And that's just crazy to me that it's 111 degrees, 110 degrees, and we have a UV index of 10 uh, in September. It doesn't feel right. But everyone yeah. says it, it will cool off, but I just don't know when. Man, that's that's intense. So when you left Georgia, what was the temperature in Georgia? Um, eighties and nineties, but oh, super so you, humid. Is, yeah, 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 yeah. But but one ten even dry is that's 
Intense. It's doable. I mean, it's actually for me, it's do it's doable because I go outside in Georgia and I am pouring sweat. I am so sweaty. Here I walk outside and I'm like, oh, it doesn't actually feel that hot until all of a sudden I feel like I'm gonna pass out because I don't realize how hot it is. So unless you're in the direct sun, it doesn't feel too bad. But I will say one thing we have here, I don't know what they're called. I've not taken the time to look up the exact name, but we have the cactus, the cacti that look like humans. So it's oh, the big, nice. tall ones with the arms that point up that are protected. They are gorgeous. They're so pretty. They're kind of eerie at night when you look at them, but they're they're very, very pretty. We have several in our yard, so I'll post oh, some pictures very cool. on Discord. Yeah. yeah, definitely. But yeah, so now, what about you, Ben? So just as a, as a preamble, I've been pretty exhausted lately. Carol, I don't know if you had listened to the previous episodes, but I've recently been moved from a full-time employee down to a part-time employee. I'm currently working two days a week at yeah. a transitional period and still get my contract fleshed out. But uh, How long do you think the part-time work will be in place for you? I mean, I think the the offer is indefinite. I think it's more like how long can I afford to not have a full-time job? <laughs> okay. So I'm going to be looking for work, although I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a little bit of downtime and actually Good in that you. downtime, oh, I'm trying to channel my Carol, my inner Carol. Yeah, you should. Uh, I was just going to say, do like me. Enjoy yeah, some time you, off. You've been very proactive about self-health and self-care yeah. and also about advocating for yourself. And I, so I got the initial contract offer and I, I haven't fully reviewed it just because I haven't been emotionally it's there hard. yet. It's, yeah. It's so but hard. Yeah. Already there were a couple of things where I, I want to push back and, and just be like, no, we have to remove this. This can't be in that Absolutely. contract. Like, Good like as an example, there's one little clause. It, it says something like anything that gets invented while I'm working at the company is property of the company. Hell which no. like, I understand that that's kind of a standard thing, but. If I'm going to be working two days a week on my laptop for them and not three days a week for them, like I can't be guaranteeing that everything that I create on this laptop should be property of theirs. That's that's unacceptable. And they absolutely can remove that because I've had that removed from several contracts. Yeah, I, I assume so, it's yeah. just boilerplate. And then there was another clause, which just seemed crazy which was that if I want to consult for another company, I have to get approval from them first. And I'm like, what? No, nope. <laughs> I don't think so. Mm -mm. No. Uh, the, on the only thing that I will say with that, with the consulting for another company, I have had it change to be if I consult with a competitor. Yeah. I, I so, would be more inclined to agree to that yeah. for sure. Yeah. It, it so was too open-ended. Way too open-ended. Yep, I would not. Like, we, I signed a contract once that they tried getting me to say that I would refrain from accepting any position after leaving the company for 24 months, period. That had, that had like, any... It was basically, like, I won't take a job that requires any type of technical knowledge. I was like, That's so literally, insane. I can't take a job you, like working at a computer, period, because this is so broad. I was like, oh, hell no. I was like, you can write in there your exact software and what it is, but I am not signing this. Like, yeah, I won't go recreate your stuff anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. So good for you on pushing back. And when you're yeah. ready, you know, you've got some time, but definitely do. Don't sign anything you're not comfortable with. Yeah, exactly. And and I, so I want to have a little bit of downtime. And my triumph for this week is that in that downtime, I'm attempting to commit to writing a small technical book. 
And nice. Yeah, it's about it's about feature flags. We've talked about feature flags several times on the show before. I have a lot of feelings about them. I've been using them pretty consistently for about the last eight years. I feel like I have something to say. I feel like I have a perspective that is worth sharing. The question now is, do I have the grit and determination to actually take everything that's in my head, put it on paper and polish it and flesh it out into something that uh, would be meaningful for other people? That's that's the question mark. But I'm going to go for it. Well, I'll definitely read it. So you have one confirmed, you know, leader of this book. So <laughs> go ahead and write well, it. <laughs> I appreciate that. So it's, you know, every day, I mean, I've only, I only made this decision last week and every day I wake up and I say to myself, who are you and why do you think you have anything meaningful to say? Which is of course, just the negative speak it that is, I think a lot yeah. of us have, but the I, inner dialogue. Yeah, I'm embracing, not embracing it, but like I'm letting that happen. And then I'm moving forward anyway. I'm like, I'm just acknowledging Good that that's going to be some negative stuff going on in my head. I don't think I can stop that. I think that's just very nope. reflexive for me. So I'm going to just say, okay, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I might fail and that's totally okay, but I'm going to put in the, th- the effort. Yeah. And I am not going to say you won't fail, but I can say you will have one person buy your book for sure. Thank you. Well, and, and it'll be exciting <laughs> to talk to Adam, obviously, because Adam has published a book. Yeah. I think you even have a copy. I don't have a copy. I, I do. Wasn't I, I wasn't one well, of the cool I, people. <laughs> here's the thing. I got the copy, but it was one of the things that got destroyed in my move. So I've got to get oh, another no. copy. Yeah. In your pod of death. In my, in my pod fiasco. Well, I'm just going to say this. I feel like Kind of the book talk is a good segue into, you know, what I want to talk about today, which is, you know, the power of one. And so I've been doing this thing since we moved. And, you know, it's only been a week of move, but it was a week moving, like five days traveling across the country. And then, you know, a week before that of staying in like an Airbnb type house. And it's just been a lot. There's been a lot going on. So I've been doing this thing that's just in my head. I've called it the power of one. And all that means to me is that I just take one little thing and either try to accomplish it or I count any percentage done as a victory rather than needing a full 100% done to feel like something's accomplished. So I'm taking it as far as to, you know what, today I made a salad at home and that's healthy. And for the rest of the day, you know, we're eating out because I just don't have the energy to cook. I don't have the the like the urge to do it so i feel like one of the meals that's a big win i did one and that's good with with working out i told my husband like you know what i'm like if i walk in the gym i'm winning if i put my gym clothes on i'm calling that a victory because right now it's just a mental struggle feeling out of place missing home missing my boys i miss my boys so much right now and james was already gone to college and peyton was just moving into college but to feel so far away from them has just been a struggle so i'm doing this big mental model of the power of one just meaning that if i can do one thing one percent one tick box just one up on something that's a win i don't need everything and i don't need all of it so when you were talking about your book and you know having to fight that your inner dialogue or like your inner critic <laughs> trying to, you know, be like, hey, who's going to read this? I feel like if you can just say, okay, I hear you, but I'm moving on. That's a huge win. Like that's a victory yeah. to me right now. I, I agree. You know, one of the books, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show before, but one of my favorite books historically is a book called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. 
And it's a self-help book and it talks about the four agreements that you make with yourself. And one of the agreements is always do your best, which a lot of people will say, but one of the things that I love about in the book is that he goes on to clarify that your best is going to change from day to day, that your best today might be much worse than your best yesterday. But as long as you kind of do the best according to your current capacity, that that's all you can really ask yourself to do. And And so when you talk about, I made one meal and that's the best I can do today. Like at least you put in that effort and you, and you accomplish that goal. I think that's really healthy. Yeah. I completely agree with that. Like day-to-day changes, situations change. You do the best you can with what you're given in the moment. And I've realized that a lot over the past year, you know, my life has been up and down a lot. A lot has changed, but there's been a lot of victories and, like today, it was a victory that, you know, I managed to call someone to catch the snake in the backyard. Like, those are wins. <laughs> they wins. Side note, we have rattlesnakes here. <laughs> and they're very yeah. venomous. That's pretty scary. I have never lived in a place where I'm worried for my life, more or less, from the things that live around me. That's a that's a very new concept. Yeah, it, it's very... Interesting when we've had to retrain the dog. So now to go potty, she goes to the door, we make her sit, we do a lap around the yard, then we let her go outside because we're super hesitant of the fakes and of critters that could hurt her. We have something called Gila monsters here. And if you've never looked them up, they're like giant lizards that kill dogs. Oh my so, God, really? That's crazy. Yeah. They're huge, yeah, and they're venomous to dogs. We have toads that apparently can kill the dogs if they eat them. So the toads just oh happen God. to love living in our pool right now. So I keep having to put toads back over the fence to get them out of our pool. So it's been a, that's what I'm saying, like one little thing is a victory for me right now because I feel like so much is stacked against me and against my everyday life that any one thing is, is I'm calling it a big giant win. <laughs> Yeah, for real. I recently, so I was listening to a podcast the other day, The Hidden Brain. It's one of my favorite podcasts. And they were talking about this concept of the goal gradient. And it's this idea that between start and end, you have this varying degree of how enthusiastic you are about the thing that you're doing. So that when you start, it's there's novelty to it and there's a freshness and you're very excited. And then as you get towards the end, you can see the end in sight and then you get this re-energized feeling that you're, you're almost there and you can really accomplish your goal. But there's this big meaty section in the middle where it's no longer fresh and you can't see the end and people start to lose a lot of enthusiasm. And one of the ways that I find that I can try to combat this is using this kind of power of one kind of approach that you're talking about where you can break things down into smaller accomplishable goals and that way instead of thinking about the big hairy goal at the end you can have the little intermediary goal something that is visible and feels possible and by accomplishing it you get that that kind of high of of having moved the the journey forward yep i am definitely a checkbox girl so i love having my list and being able to check things off as i go through so anytime i check a box it's like cheering and dancing and just happy so with projects i've seen that to you if it's a big giant project and the goal is just get this thing done then 
I get lost in the middle, like you said. I definitely need very small pieces of work that I can move along to stay motivated, or I just lose all motivation. Yo, if I so if I have to create a Jira epic at work, and it's going to be a particularly complex epic, my first task within the epic is usually organize the epic so that just oh, by yes. just by fleshing out tickets I, I have something immediately that i can check off saying i've accomplished this i i wanted to populate this epic with tickets i have done that and that's a celebration in and of itself yeah like i remember having a research ticket just to go research some software and yeah. it took me a week to research everything and I was so tired of that ticket by the end of it. I was like, I need a, like a story or like a task for every single piece of software I research because just research software. I'm tired of looking at it. <laughs> so tired. <laughs> I also, so we'll create at work. We, we often call those kind of uh, spike tickets. Like you have to do an investigatory spike. Yep. And I'm, I don't trust Jira to not crash or, or to not lose my data. So unlike something... Where, like Google Docs, where I'm typing and it's constantly saving behind the scenes, the text editor, at least in Jira, is just a big text box. I mean, I, I think it probably is doing something behind the scenes, but I don't trust it. And so if I'm recording my research, I'm constantly going in to edit the ticket, then hitting, you know, writing a couple of sentences, then hitting save, and then clicking <laughs> back in to continue editing. Because I feel like at any moment, it's going to lose everything I just typed and I have yes. to make sure that it's been saved behind the scenes. Yeah, I get that. I don't trust any editor that's on the website or like on the web page. If it's not open on my machine, I'm not going to trust it to save. So I get that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, half yeah. the things that I write online, I will write first in my Sublime Text Editor and then copy and paste into whatever online yep. form I'm dealing with. Same thing. The only the only exception being emails because they save the draft so quickly yeah, that yeah, it's always yeah. there. But that's about the only exception to it. Everything else goes in some actual application on my computer where I can then just paste it into the website text block. Here, here's here's just a weird behavioral thing on my part. As okay. much as as much as I don't trust editors. One thing that does drive me crazy, and I can't tell you exactly why it drives me crazy, but every now and then I'll be using an online editor and I'll go to hit command S just sort of by default. And they'll have a little thing that pops up and says, don't worry, we're saving stuff automatically in the background. And I don't, I couldn't tell you why, but I'm always like, don't tell me my business. I want to save it. Like, just let me save it. Don't, for whatever yeah. reason, that just, that just rubs me the wrong way. I can't tell you why. It's just a peculiarity. Like, just let it trigger the save and move on. Don't tell me you're doing it already. I guess they want some Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, or, or even if it just said, like, don't worry, we got it. Or something like that. Yeah. There's, like, some language where it's telling me that I don't have to do it. And for whatever reason, I feel like, don't tell me I don't have to do it. Just tell me it's done. <laughs> I mean, it could be worse. It could say, hang tight. We're figuring this out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. That one scares me all the time. Hang tight. Something's going on. Come back later. I'm like, no, I just did this. I don't want to come back later. Oh, so now you're in Arizona. Sorry, I don't know why I want to circle back to that, but you're in Arizona yeah. on for military reasons, right? Or, yep, yep. And so yep. how long? We'll be here about a year. Yep. Gotcha. So uh, we'll find out in um, about two months where we go after this. So we're not for sure if we'll go further west or back east or somewhere in the middle or even in the U.S., but we'll find out hopefully by December where we're going after this. 
It could be, you know, Hawaii. It just depends on where there's jobs at for my husband. Hawaii, San Antonio are two of the big places, which we don't know what he would do in San Antonio, but it's one of the places for his job. So, yeah, don't know. We'll figure it out in a couple months. Speaking of jobs, I know you had gotten that React government job, but you had deferred starting it. Has that started or are you starting that soon? What's the deal there? Oh, yeah. Great question. So actually, I start September the 25th. I've pushed it out a few weeks just to give my husband and I some time to kind of air quote vacation during the move. So he's off work until October 13th time frame. So we're going to enjoy a few weeks traveling around Arizona, hiking, doing all the fun stuff. And then I start on the 25th. Okay. Very exciting. So you still got some some adjustment time. Yeah, which is, I'm really glad I did that because I would hate to be working right now while he's having all the fun without me. (laughs) let's be real by by fun you mean dodging rattlesnakes and poisonous (laughs) toads (laughs) oh yeah i mean if i wish you could um, okay imagine if you will me with my phillips sonicare toothbrush hashtag not sponsored brushing my teeth (laughs) on the back porch this morning while i let the dog out all of a sudden hearing when i thought was cicada only going we're not in georgia anymore there's no cicadas here that's a rattlesnake (laughs) And I look and go, yeah, it's about six feet from my dog. I scream at the dog who just comes to me and I put her inside and I run inside and I start screaming at my husband. And I'm pretty sure he thought we'd been bit by a snake by this point. But I'm like, get the gun, get the gun. That's a snake. <laughs> to oh, which man. he then gets the salt gun and goes to shoot the snake. <laughs> with a salt gun? Is that what you yes. said? Yeah, with a salt gun. We have the bug blaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen advertisements for this. Yeah, I didn't mean that gun, but we can't really shoot a gun here because they're neighbors, and I have yeah, no yeah. idea if we're even allowed to shoot them. So we just <laughs> called the line guy, and he handled it. He picked it up and kept it to train yeah. his dogs with. But yeah, it was a very interesting moment in my life. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. intense. Very. So to circle back to the Power One stuff, I find that yeah, I yeah. also use this technique in my in in reaction to my social anxiety, okay. I will I will if I have to be around people or if I have to go to an event or I have to even just hanging out with my family. Even I love my family very much, but even hanging out with them, I have a lot of social anxiety about how long do I have to be there? When can I leave? Are there going to be people there that I don't know? And yeah. uh, I will break that up into steps. Where if I'm going, say to my mother's house, I think to myself, all I have to do is make it to my mother's house. That's the only thing I have yep. to worry about right now. Get in the car and get there. And I'm like, I'm looking oh, at my, I love my that. If, if I, if I leave by seven o'clock tonight, it means I only have to be there for a couple of hours, like no problem. <laughs> and I start to break that down into the little celebrations. And yep. that, that feels much more palatable than trying to say, I'm going to go hang out with my family today, which sounds like it should be a lovely thing, but it's, you know, every, everything social is, is ridden with anxiety for me. So I used to be really good in social settings, and my husband even pointed this out this past week. He was like, you aren't dealing with people the way you used to. And like, I don't deal with people ever anymore. I am at home with the dog all day. My exposure to humans is the grocery store. When I go to the gym, I keep my headphones in. When I'm around other people, it's usually not in the intimate setting. So when I'm on the couch with his sister and she's having a conversation, I am stumbling over my words going, I don't even know how to interact with people. This is so bad. 
And I think that is one of the downfalls of not working is I'm not at, like, I have no interaction with people with the exception of my husband and the dog. So I will be glad to get back to work just to have the calls, the the answering of emails, helping people yeah. on projects and questions just to keep some of my social skills more adapt than what they are <laughs> right now. Because, man, I seem like the biggest loser ever when I'm around <laughs> someone at the moment. <laughs> well, for me, as someone who also has a dog, that's been such a huge value add of owning a dog is the light social interactions that I can have out in public yeah. kind of keep those skills a little bit sharper than they might normally be. Which They are is, great icebreakers, right? Absolutely. Which is also, I get very testy with people, not with people, but at people. If they have dogs and they pass me on the sidewalk with my dog and they like pull to give us a wide berth or they just like don't even acknowledge that their dog might want to come over, I get very angry. I like I'll complain to my wife. I'm like, what is? This? Why do they even have a dog if they're not going to let their dogs interact? So ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do the same thing. I, the only time I pull Ruby to me is if we're passing a dog and I see the owner pulling their dog pretty hard to the side, and then yeah, I do yeah. it out of fear because I'm like, I just don't want there to be a fight or anything. But typically, I look, I smile, I nod. And if Ruby gets excited and their dog gets excited, I'm like, oh, I'm like, she's super friendly if you want to let them meet. And almost every time they're like, oh, yes, yes, yes. Nice. And yeah, I'm like, the oh, best. what kind of dog do you have? How old is it? And then that's our, that's my limit of people talking, I guess, for real. And then we go on about our day and we pick up some poop. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were out walking the dog like two weeks ago and a woman drove by us and then stopped her car to tell us that she liked dogs and and then drove away after some more chit chat and i looked at my wife afterwards i'm like that's dog people that's how you're supposed yes. to do it <laughs> so we have a story kind of like that when we moved peyton into college we took ruby with us to help move her brother into his dorm and we are in the bottom of his dorm. There's like the common food area and they have a Starbucks. So we're sitting at a table outside just chatting with Peyton. The Starbucks worker comes outside, pets Ruby, asks us if she could please bring her a puppuccino, then Aww. comes out, sits <laughs> on the ground, feeds Ruby the puppuccino, pets her, takes all the kisses Ruby will give her, and then says, I miss my dog because these are college kids, Aww. you know? And she's like, thank you so much for letting me play with Ruby. I won't forget this. And I was just like, oh, it breaks my heart. Like these college kids who have to go off and leave their dog at home, right? Like you miss that part of your family. But, you know, those are dog people. These are people who yeah. understand dogs are part of your family. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I love hearing stuff like that. Yeah, it's so sweet. But yeah, I know. I know this was kind of a shorter episode and not really about tech at all. I just wanted to chat about getting through my day right now and how I'm doing that and how I'm making myself feel accomplished by just doing one little thing at a time and feeling like that's a victory and being happy with myself. I think that's great. And I think this is a, a an approach, a strategy, a technique, what have you, that uh, we can all employ from time to time. So I think people will appreciate it. Aw, thank you. All right. Well, if we don't have anything else, this episode of Working Co was brought to you by puppies. You should let them all and stop and <laughs> let them 
be friends with each other <laughs> and listeners Agreed. like you. <laughs> if you enjoy the show and you want to make sure we can keep putting whatever this is out to the universe, you should consider supporting us on Patreon. And Patreons cover our recording and editing costs, and we couldn't do this every week without them. Special thanks to Monty and Jean Carla. So we are Ben and I are, as you can tell, a little mentally done with the week. So we're going to skip the after show, and we hope you guys know that we still love you. And Adam will catch you back up on one of those soon because he won't let you go long without one. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll leave you with some homework. So why don't you head on over to workingcode.dev slash review and leave us a review if you enjoy what you're hearing. We try hard to be here for you guys and be honest with you. So let us know what you think. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. We'll catch you next week. And until then, your heart matters. You've been listening to Working Code with your hosts, Adam, Ben, Carol, and Tim. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. We'll catch you on the next episode of Working Code.